2023 was quite the year, wasn't it? I know I'm personally ready for a fresh start in 2024. Hi everyone, it's Jill Shapelman with Stories Inc. and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. In this part one of two, we're sharing the first three trends we see for talent brand content in this coming year. You're going to hear from several people from the Stories Inc. team in a conversation facilitated by our very own Bernadette. Stay tuned wherever you get your podcasts for part two of this episode to drop in the coming days. Enjoy! everybody and happy new year. I hope everyone had a really rejuvenating and relaxing holiday and that you are back and excited and ready to take on the new year. So we have a really great session to kick us off. We are talking about 2024 employer branding, culture communication, talent brand trends, specifically in the world of employee storytelling and content creation. So These are trends that are inspired by our conversations with our wonderful clients of things that they're kicking off in the new year. It's inspired by our LinkedIn feed and conversations with everyone in the industry, as well as the work that our teams are doing every day. So we're taking all of those conversations and we are bringing you what we think are the biggest six employer branding content trends for 2024. I'm joined by my panel of Experts, in my opinion, some of my wonderful colleagues from Stories Inc., who are here to talk through these trends with all of us today. Let's quickly introduce ourselves, who you are, what you do at Stories, and then in the spirit of the new year, I thought it would be fun to do maybe a 2024 goal that you have, either personally or personally. Jill, do you want to kick us off? Hey, everyone. I'm Jill Stapleman, a partner here at Stories Inc., And my goal for 2024 is to finally try to learn a language. It's been a goal forever in my life, and I have signed up for French classes, so they start next week. Doyle, do you want to go next? Yeah, my name is Doyle Maurer. I'm the creative director here at Stories. And my goal for the year is actually related to Stories. I want to find ways to tell stories in a full way, but also in a concise, quicker way than in the past. So just continuing to figure out how to tell the best story in a quick way. Cool. Uh, Anna? Hello, I'm Anna Lippi. I'm the Director of Customer Success at Stories. And my goal for this year, which many of you probably can do, is run a 5K. I don't think I can do it, but maybe I will get out there and try to see if I can make it happen. So I I believe in you. I have full faith. Okay. And last but not least, Lauren? Well, Anna, I'm with you. Let's bring the fitness. I'm going to do a pull-up this year. I was definitely the kid that just hung there until the time ran out in elementary school. So maybe this year is the year I will do hopefully more than one pull-up, but it will be for the very first time ever. So that's a New Year's resolution for this year. Awesome. I love that. We got a little cultural, a little professional, and it is close right in. Awesome. Thank you all for being here. Doyle, kicking us off. Yeah. So our first trend, and it would be remiss of any trends conversation not to talk about AI. 2023 is a big year for AI, and I think it's a trend that's only going to continue into the new year. So can you just tell us a little bit more about what has AI meant content creation, and then what do you see coming this year? Yeah, I think like you mentioned, hearing the word trends and not hearing the word AI is impossible at the moment. So I think AI is going to mostly make things easier for people that are creating content in 2024. But some people hear AI and they think, oh, no, the world's changing and like AI is going to take over. I I don't think that's the case in any way. I think AI is going to be more like a a calculator 
in the same way that we used to do math by hand. Now it's a tool that helps us make the math easier to do and frees our mind up for other more important and creative tasks. So they're going to be things that can handle the repetitive tasks that free up our time to be more creative and really more human in a way. Yeah. And I think that's the piece that people fear about AI. It's like you're losing the human side of things, especially in content and in the world that we live in and employer brand and culture communication. Like the people are, you know, what we're doing and it's like what the content is about with, yeah, the rise of sites like ChatGPT and all the kind of like technology and everything like that. I know there's a lot of options out there, but I do think ultimately the human element of employer brand is, is still always going to be human. Yeah. And I think some people hear AI and they think Terminator robots, like learning and taking over the planet kind of things. And yeah, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. So in terms of specifically with content creation, I know even our team has implemented AI a few places across our, how we create our content that, can you tell us a little bit of those ways? So if you're out there and you're creating your own content, these are some ways that you could use AI to speed things up and to improve the work that you're doing. So first, I think to talk about what AI is going to do, it's going to be easier to talk about the things that I don't think AI is going to do anytime soon, if ever at all. The first being that conversations people to people are always going to resonate with people the best. So telling real stories about real people doing real things. So those facilitated interactions that you have with people are where the best stories come from. And AI can't really replace that. That's one. There's another thing that AI can do, and that's replacing the nuanced understanding that leaders have when they're thinking about their organization's company culture and sort of the strategy that drives forward the content creation on the front end. So those are a couple of the things that I don't see happening. But with that, I do think there's going to be a lot of ways to use AI to enhance the creativity that we do have. So for us so far, AI tools have already streamlined, like you said, a lot of technical aspects of creating content. And in 2024, we expect a lot of culture communicators to be using AI to create more employee storytelling content, but doing it more efficiently, which is just a win, like being able to tell better, more personal stories in a quicker way. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes in hand with the shelf life of content also being shorter, like attention span shrinking. Everybody knows that's happening. So needing to produce more content more often, it's a good time to be able to do that. Yep. So to answer your question, I think some ways that our team is using AI right now is, number one, when we do an interview, we have it all transcribed so we can see all the content that we collected in one place and piece together the stories. So now a lot of that transcription can happen through AI. We get the audio from an interview day. AI can listen through it and put it in text form really quickly. So that's a faster way to get the content that we need. We use it to help with color correcting. So color correction is one of those areas where it's pretty time consuming to make the colors match from one shot to the next. But what AI can do is assess shot A and shot B and read shot A to make shot B match it a little closer. So that's another tool where it just makes it a little easier than in the past. There's other things like audio enhancement. A lot more people are recording remotely. Sometimes there's an environmental sound like a refrigerator, things like that. AI is really good now at analyzing the noise in a room separating it from your voice and being able to help 
isolate the person speaking or the audio that's in the video. So it can help remove some of those noises in the background. Another thing is it, if you ever need to remove something from the background, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this on their phone now, you can like select something and just very easily remove the background. Maybe a lot of people don't know they're already using AI quite a bit when they do that. Mm -hmm. So it can automatically detect subjects. And for example, on a video call, blurring your background, all of those things are based in AI. So we're using things like that. And then there's a pretty cool tool that's pretty new where it can detect objects. You can just circle them and type in what you want to replace. So in the past, if you wanted to remove an object from a photo, for example, you would need to take a little tool that's like a copy and paste for a photo, find areas that match, and then cover them up with others. It was really tedious. But now there's a tool where you can just circle and replace objects in photos, which is pretty neat. It's great for photo right now. It's not quite there for video, but I could see maybe not in 2024, but soon in the future, being able to do something similar for video. Well, all of those are true. <laughs> I love even the comparison that you did at the top of AI to a calculator kind of thing, that it's not replacing the whole job. Like you still know how to, you still have to know how to use the tool and how to do it to get to the best end product. Mm -hmm. But it just speeds that process up along the way. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Doyle, for sharing a little bit more about AI for employer brand content creation. Thanks for having me. So next, I have the pleasure of being joined by my colleague, Jill. And our next trend is seeing employer brands turning their focus also internally and doing more collaboration with internal comps. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So I'm going to talk about this and you're going to see a trend in the rest of our trends that suggests that employer brand roles are going to be increasingly responsible for engaging and retaining employees in addition to the external work they do. So when you think about the metrics and things that you do as employer brand practitioner now, like brand awareness, impressions, website traffic, employer brand leaders are being asked more and more to own or at least weigh in on things that are happening within internal comms and employee engagement. And this evolution makes total sense. If your employer brand is truly the reflection of your culture, all the content that you're creating externally or candidates should also resonate internally with employees. We all get that. But now I think we're going to start to see these roles kind of marry and meld together a little bit more. And what I found interesting, too, is that chief communication officers, which are another traditionally externally facing group, are being asked to also start working more with internal comms. In a 2023 Edelman report, 41% of chief communication officers ranked culture as one of the top five areas of their investment in the next 12 to 18 months. So lots of stuff happening with bringing the external and internal together. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I, I feel like even though a lot of these groups are talking about the same things, aligning employer brand, internal comms, chief people officer, people who all care about talent and people and culture, but they have had their own goals, their own metrics they're responsible for. So seeing that kind of alignment is really exciting for the industry. Um, but this is a pretty big change. So someone, if you're used to your job being externally facing and then all of a sudden, oh, shoot, this is a whole new audience, whole new channels, just like all these different things to think about. How do you see that change playing out and what kind of things should people look out for if they're one of these people that are doing more internal work this year? I think it's going to depend on your organization and where you work. So for larger organizations, employer brand teams are probably going to need to collaborate much more with internal comms in lots of different ways, forging new relationships understanding those established channels that they already have and how they work and what content performs best there. And then I think most importantly, sharing content. So all the employee-driven content that you have as an employer brand practitioner, 
is going to need to find a way to be activated internally. So I think there's lots of collaboration that can happen there in larger organizations. It seems simple, but I feel like the forging relationships can sometimes be most important and sometimes hardest because it's like you can get in your workflows. And so it's like sharing the content. It's like you want everyone to be doing this, but it's like, what does that look like? Do you need to update cover graphics? Are there like change in like just how the content's presented that there are those conversations and just ironing out those details as you're forging a new relationship that I just feel like I just want to touch on that. I feel like that's such a yeah, definitely. And yeah, and not feeling like there's a competition there, which I think you know, can feel that way sometimes, but it's we're all the end, same end goal, employee engagement, getting people to really resonate with the culture and the brand. So I think there's lots that you can think of there. Um, big organizations. What's like a way to think about it? Yeah, for smaller or mid-sized organizations who maybe have less robust teams, this could mean that you as an employer brand practitioner are shifting your focus to be content and campaigns that either are both external and internally facing, or maybe just internally facing, given the environment in your company right now. So that's a shift, but that could be things like helping to activate core values messages, covering company events, doing employee recognition, all work that if you're doing it internally can eventually be repurposed for external stuff when you start reactivating external campaigns. It's daunting to think about, but there is a silver lining, like as an employer brand practitioner, getting more insight and more exposure to what's happening internally just gives you more employees to reach out to, to have their story shared, better pulse on what's happening within the organization that I think will help you regardless if you're doing external or internal work. I love it. It just makes a lot of sense. Like you said, these stories are resonating with both groups, so we may as well maximize it as best we can. Awesome. Thanks, Jill. Excited to see all of the employer brand internal comms collaborations in 2024. Me too. Okay. Righty. Welcome, Lauren. What's the next trend that we're talking about? Yes. Celebrating frontline and behind the scenes workers is a trend we're seeing. 2023 was the year of the labor strike. So we had the Hollywood writers striking to auto workers and it really brought this heightened um, focus on workers' rights and, and treatment of those of that talent. And of course, they were celebrated and supported in lots of ways. And this year, organizations in 2024, it's all about showing appreciation and celebrating those employees behind the scenes. These are the people who keep the organizations running. So attention is shifting to focus on the retention engagement of frontline and behind the scenes team members. So for example, we're seeing a rising trend in companies creating a video series that can be called something like Meeting the Maker. So a series like this has a collection of individual stories, but also ties them together by highlighting a common work experience. And they're growing in popularity as companies look for ways to recognize and celebrate those very team members that are driving the success of their products and services. Mm-hmm. So why are you seeing this kind of meet the makers, these featuring these behind the scenes workers? Why are you seeing this content be so successful and going to continue to be successful? I think they're really smart ideas. We work with a lot of very smart people. But it's a really good idea because there's a lot of value that's packed into a series like this. So, for example, first, just asking employees to share their experience as a form of rewards and recognition. And when we talk about a series, we're not talking about five. We're talking like 20, 30. We're talking about a lot of different um, perspectives and people you're interviewing. And then second, this type of content that celebrates employees and their experiences can actually help drive employee engagement when shared internally. And then thirdly, amongst all of this, so we're talking about retention and engagement and appreciation, but there are still historic labor shortages and recruiting challenges in manufacturing and other industries. And so these videos can also bring key positions to life and show what the culture is really like. So it also engages candidates when shared externally. And this types of content help you differentiate yourself as an employer. 
Yes, what Jill alluded to earlier, that this is the type of content that it's it's great internally, it's great externally. Yes. Finding a way to create something that appeals to both groups. But yeah, so to your point, I think these videos can really accomplish a lot. And when you do it in a series format, it's if you were to watch all 20 videos in a row, it's I think you would have a big idea of what it's like to work there. But then each video can also stand alone. So you're able to speak to like the individual experiences within this talent groups. I think this I like love the series format. I think there's a reason why it's gotten so popular on TV. You can watch a lot of other sport quarter kind of things. And that's all the point. But I love this series format. And I think. Also, from what we've seen so far in 2023, this content performs really well. Like people, yes, yeah. We've seen them work really well in general in the past. In this particular series, we worked with a, a innovative auto manufacturer on a series towards the end of this year, and um, it was a great success. So it was shown in the plant to employees where it received a positive response. And then the series was shared by their comms team externally on YouTube and LinkedIn. And both employees and potential candidates commented publicly about how important and meaningful a career in trades is, which um, is also a big communications thread that um, the industry as a whole is trying to get across. Yes. Awesome. So to quickly summarize 2024 trend, featuring those behind the scenes, frontline workers, specifically like a meet the makers style kind of series, but it really works well internally and externally and being able to bring your culture to life. Absolutely. You feel like you introduced that trend. It's one of my favorites. Yes. All right. That was our first three trends. The next three are going to drop in part two in the coming days. So watch for that episode to hit your feed. If you're enjoying these conversations, please follow or subscribe to the Spotlights by Stories Inc. podcast on whatever platform you listen in on so you never miss an episode. And as always, thank you for listening in. Head over to storiesincorporated.com for more resources, guides, and tips on growing your employee story efforts no matter what role you're in.